Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Michael Dow, and joining me tonight is Sue Timberlake. Hey there. And uh, Stacy Cooney. Uh, we do love to hear from our listeners uh, during, after the show, before, whatever, you know, sometime between now and the heat death of the universe. We hope you'll get in touch with us. Sooner is better than later, though. Did uh, you say heat death of the universe? Isn't that what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I drifted off like all Republicans do when Democrats are <laughs> speaking, I guess. I, just I really <laughs> doubt humans are going to make it that far. <laughs> I just heard it out of one ear. And I'm like, There's what? zero <laughs> chance. I, I Not even statistically insignificant. There is literally zero chance. Are you saying it's natural selection at work? <laughs> well, either we'll evolve into something else or more likely we will kill each other off. Well, regardless, I think at the point where, like, all matter and energy break down into an undifferentiated soup. Oh, when the sun... Well past 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 the the sun sun. has has boiled away to nothing. I think at that point, yeah, I don't think there'll be any more humans. But that's just me. Um, But yeah, in the meantime... It's not that bad a week, is it? No, it's not. In the meantime, we'll continue to present our case, and then just committed suicide. Yeah, and then, and and then they'll be. Please don't mention that. Oh, sorry. Then there'll be shenanigans from the uh, president's side, and then uh, people will ask questions, and then they'll be voting. Woohoo! Who knows? It could be interesting. Um, I, as far as impeachment goes, all I'm going to say is I'm I'm going to be interested to see what happens when the senators can get up and ask any darn question they want. Uh, Because remember. Anything you say in the Senate, on the floor of the Senate, during the business of the Senate, is protected. Absolutely 100% privileged. So you can read off classified memos and ask all kinds of embarrassing questions. And it's all completely, completely acceptable. Except for you can't say nasty things to a colleague. You have to go through the through the chair in the Senate. Yeah. Which is, you know, Roberts corrected them late that first night because they were starting to pick at each other. And he said, you yeah, know, but, not the decorum but, of the Senate. But, you know, the, the speech and debate... He also was very hyperbolic in that. Yeah. Well, you know, the Republicans... Uh, the, the Republican sort of political dialogue seems to emphasize outrage culture. Seems to be their thing. Yeah, he calmed that right down. Yeah. He, he threw a bucket of water on it. <sighs> but anyway, um, so it'll be fascinating to see what people ask about when they can say whatever they want. So it was the um, prosecution today finished up, and then tomorrow starts the defense. And then At 1 o'clock, next week. yes. Do you know when the questions start, when that starts to be? Is it uh, three after, days? After the 72 hours for the for the, for the president's so team. So Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. So Wednesday, it should get really interesting. Uh, uh, oh, right, because they don't meet on Sunday. Right. So anyway. Um, I do just want to make one comment that so far – because all of it is mostly just for show and ridiculous. And even though it's clearly one-sided, it's not going to go that way. And it's a uh, retread of what's happened already in the, in the house. So if you were paying attention that time. Yes. Um, but I would like to point out the uh, moment when uh, Jay Sukalow decided to rant about <laughs> uh, lawyers' lawsuits. Um, Jay Seculo of all Jay Seculo. Yeah. Um, that was a brilliant moment because literally all he did was misunderstand what she said. She was saying FOIA, Freedom of Information Act. FOIA. Yeah. FOIA. Not, not lawyer. Not lawyer. Um, he must be from New York. And uh, that was just a moment of, of 
that was uh, that was one of the times that I missed uh, the moment of Zen because that is a moment of Zen if ever there was one. Well, Jay Sekulow is famous for not understanding how things work. So Especially yes, lawyer stuff. So there was one fellow yeah. on the Democratic side who's very uh, gifted uh, lawyer. Mm-hmm. And he responded to Jay Sekulow. Did you hear this? Oh, by quoting Biggie Smalls, apparently? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I have been informed by um, my husband, by uh, genre, that that is uh, at least the second time that Biggie has been invoked on the uh, the, floor. the floor of Congress. <laughs> yeah, so the sentence was, as he said to Jay Sekulow, if you didn't know, now you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was perfect, pitch perfect. So well, anyway, I didn't, there have been some moments, but we'll let people watch that. For the themselves. second time you say, "Huh?" Well, <laughs> I didn't know, but now I know. <laughs> and if if you don't know, and you'd like to know, or let us know what you know or don't know, you can get in touch with us by emailing us at civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org, tweeting at us at civilpoliticsfm, and facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio is our community there. Feel free to leave a comment. Uh, we do also have a website called civilpoliticsradio.com that has recordings of uh, previous episodes of the show. Soon it will have a recording of this one, supplemental episodes we do, and other cool stuff like that. Just one of the many fine, fine programs uh, here on Valley Free Radio. And we also are part of the Planetside Podcast Network, uh, as is evidence-based and shouldn't have to say this and other cool shows. So, um, yeah. So, I mean... If you want to watch the impeachment C-SPAN, NPR, yeah. everybody's got all yeah. of it all day, all the time with replays and snippets. And yeah, so you can really. And, and, and if you have, if, if, or if, sorry, if you haven't been paying attention, oh, listener, to uh, what was happening in, in the house, uh, where a lot of this, pretty much all of this was already uh, discussed and, and presented to the public, then uh, they're doing a good job of laying it out like, Here's the story. This is what happened. This is why it's bad. Here's how the president tried to cover it up. Here's why that's bad. So, you know, it's it's a good summary. It's much more narrative. It's right. uh, And tonight was are the closing arguments. So they right. are really just doing But there's a new tape, I think, uh, a recording of Trump Ugh. that just came out and it's yeah. really very uh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, it's it's it it kind of proves that he was trying to get Yang, um, I, I believe Marie. the phrase was "get rid of her." Get rid of her. Yeah, it, wow. it's it's kind of frightening. I don't know where they got it from, but it was like a little tidbit that they tossed to the. Oh well, that's that's fascinating. I mean, there was also the comment he made earlier this week from the Economic Forum in Davos, where he said the Democrats don't know what they're talking about. They don't have all the all the documents and oh, information. We that. do, and it's like <laughs> yes. Um, yes, just confessing to the crime. <laughs> but he's done that a ton of times already, and I, they still are saying that he's innocent. So I it know. doesn't matter. I know. It doesn't matter. They're different things. Or or, or it's, yeah. it's not worth impeaching him or whatever. Oh, so, yeah. well, yeah. I'm just, I'm horrified as a law and order Republican that this is horrifying to me that, anyway, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. That, well, you, that my party's not. I hope they ask good questions. I hope they bring in witnesses, because otherwise. I, that would be great. What's I mean, I consider it a constitutional crisis. Yeah, really. That that this is a showdown of whether we're going to withstand this or not. This behavior. Well, one of the reasons why, uh, you know, uh, 
I, I always feel a little bad when I say, ah, I'm so frustrated with the Republican Party, you know, to your face. Uh, <laughs> is, is, I'm used to it. I got a Bernie button today for somebody. Fair is enough. It, I loved it. I'm I going to pass it on to somebody who's a Bernie supporter like Stefan. Yeah. But, yeah. But, you know. Beautiful but, handmade Bernie button. But, but it, it's, it's a matter of, of, of principle here. And and I think oh, more than anything, what law I law f- and order constitution. What I find <laughs> dismaying is, you know, even people who've been talking about how they care about you know probity and law and order and customs and morals and whatnot, you know, like former governor now character? senator Mitt Romney, yeah, character. He's he's like we don't need more documents and evidence and witnesses. It's just uh, maybe it's because he's a businessman and not a lawyer. I yeah. he's. Unless unless he's profoundly stupid, I think he understands the idea of like ignorant. You mean ignorant? No, I mean if, if he's unless he's profoundly stupid, and I have no reason to think that he is. He understands like oh, there's more evidence out there, and this is a trial. Trials mean hearing evidence. More evidence means better trial. I mean better that's truth. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that ain't complicated. <laughs> you know, like I think a first grader could get that. <laughs> Well, and what I think two people are doing is just when somebody says that and you think, well, the, but the Trump folks want to bring in Biden, they think that's more evidence. And it's like, no, that's that's not correct. And you realize that people have these different frames of reference that are just sometimes it's like we're we're living in different tribes. Well, we, we are. We are living in different tribes. There actually was a um, poll recently done and they asked Democrats uh, what news sources they trusted versus Republicans and the Democrats were split across the different. They all they were all at about sixty percent. CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, some NPR, NPR, and on the Republican side, it was overwhelmingly Fox News, and the others were all much much lower. Um, and of course, one of theirs was also uh, Hannity Radio, which is you oh, know that's a new one, fact free zone. Um, so we really are. And um, uh, I can't think of his first name, Lehrer, passed away. Jim Lehrer. Oh, Jim, Jim Lehrer. Lehrer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a fantastic journalist. Yeah, uh, that's a real blow to and journalism. And it, is, it feels sort of like that kind of timing where, you know, where, where are the people that can say, <laughs> and people believe. It's, it's almost like nobody believes nobody about nothing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I which I think is part of the, part of the point. Yeah. Um, Two things I want to bring up, one about impeachment and then one about journalism. Um, So uh, I do just want to do something slightly uh, vaguely local, which is that I want to give a shout out to Susan Collins's pearl clutching about uh, Jerry Nadler. And um, oh, I miss that. (laughs) I I am very I am I'm doing one of the, the civil politics things, which is that I'm going to make a bet uh, anybody want to take my dollar bet that Susan Collins will not get reelected? In Maine, they're very independent in Maine. They're like surprisingly independent. Yeah, but her numbers of approval in Maine right now are, they're tanking. She's yeah. the least popular senator, I think. Yep. Yeah. Like I think I think the the ratio of people in her in her state who are dissatisfied with her versus those who are satisfied with her. I think well, it's she worst. voted for one of the amendments, and I desperately tried to find which one, and then I heard which one it was. And it wasn't to bring in witnesses. It wasn't oh, to no, bring no, in no. documents. It was to expand the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah. So if she doesn't vote for witnesses and documents, I think she's gone. Yeah. But I 
you know, I don't know. I don't live in Maine anymore, so I can't, I yeah. can't <laughs> handicap them the way I used to. So. Um, yeah. I'm at a remove as well, but the impression I'm getting is that uh, uh, that that she's not getting favorable news coverage in Maine, and and that. Uh, the, the opinions are trending against her. Like yeah. the poll, the poll numbers I saw were not good. I mean, obviously, the the what people tell uh, pollsters versus, pollsters versus how people actually vote at the quote unquote polls is a, a very different thing. And it's I think true. it's getting more and more different. I think people are getting sophisticated about keeping their opinions to themselves. And it's true. But yeah. um, I just would say that I I would pop a. A uh, cork on a bottle of champagne if she gets defeated. Uh, so if she does witnesses and documents, I think she'll she'll stay in. So did you want to take that bet, or she, is that? I think that that's I think that's fair. And you'll take she's not getting back in no matter what she does. I yeah, yeah. okay. I mean right. I'm willing to we'll lose to, a dollar. We'll <laughs> have to talk after about yes. the payback, the payout, the <laughs> kickback. The um, I am shocked. Shocked to discover that there is gambling going on in this radio station. Uh, You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you. Obviously, no real gambling is happening here. Just FYI. Stacy doesn't have a dollar. (laughs) I'm a socialist. Of course I don't. Um, But the other thing I wanted to say is... Wait, you um, were going to share in my dollars? (laughs) Um, the other thing I wanted to mention uh, when we talked about journalism, and I did want to shout this out in case people missed it because it was on Twitter and not everyone is obviously on Twitter. Um, Jake Tapper has had his moments where I've been like, really? But he's been doing pretty consistently good work. I think that Jake Tapper is definitely one of the ones out there doing a better caliber than a lot. And um, On occasions, he's been terrific, right? That's yes. sort of the, yeah. And he, he's not consistently terrible. He's, exactly. You know, inconsistently terrible. Exactly. No, every and, once in a while, that, he really turns over a rock. I know. I, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> and so this is, this is one of those moments that I really want to shout it out, which is that the Saudis the other day announced that they wanted to have an investigation into the hacking of uh, Jeff Bezos's phone. And, oh, because you know, they're feigning, saying it's um, Mr. Bonesaw. Yeah, we're the, feigning, um, you know... Uh, not knowing anything about this. And it was the Saudi embassy was tweeting about this. And Jake Tapper tweeted back at them and said, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase, obviously, I don't remember the exact quote, but basically Mm -hmm. said, oh, yeah, I really wish that, you know, we could have an investigation into this. And I, you know, I knew someone who could have done that, but you killed him. (laughs) Wow. That's not a normal journalistic approach, but. And he literally said that. And I have never been prouder of a journalist in my entire life than I was in that moment. show on CNN. No, no, no. I mean, he's, I mean, everybody knows it. And no, no, the Saudis are co-owners of Fox News, not CNN. Right, but I'm saying the CNN folks are going to get nervous because it's oh, well, Saudi and they'll let that, him, that, that they'll, may be, but yeah. I'm just, I, I think that Jake Tapper is bulletproof enough. That, you think? Yeah. Depends on uh, like like how far he goes and how good his ratings are, you know. I mean, it was it was just the one Twitter, yeah. You know, one tweet, but I thought it was just, oh, I have like I said, I've yeah. never been prouder of a journalist in my entire life. Well, that that hacking of Bezos's phone. I mean, this stuff is it's unbelievable what's going on right now. Yeah, I didn't hear. I, I, feel I saw like the I'm headline. Back, I didn't catch the details. Yeah, but, yeah. I yeah. Um, the Crown Prince sent him. Uh, was it Instagram? I forget how he did it through WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Yeah. WhatsApp. And uh, they they've traced it back. Yep. 
to him, basically. Yep. You know, it took them a long time to do it because they had to preserve a lot of documents and, and records I know that, and um, web traffic and uh, all kinds. I mean, it's amazing that they could trace it back to him, but they traced it back to him. Not to uh, wildly speculate, but everyone else is doing it these days. But uh, one of the things that I read about was, of course, you know, the other person to, all, to whom that has almost certainly happen, happened is, of course, Jared Kushner. Oh, that's interesting. That he's been hacked by the crown prince of Saudi Arabia? Because they're buddies. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I I wouldn't be at all surprised if, yeah. you know, the president's son-in-law is being spied upon. Yeah. And Jeff Bezos, he has so much money. Well, they tried to blackmail Bezos. They revealed the affair he was having, which broke up his marriage. So, so if you're saying Jared Kushner, that means they're probably blackmailing Kushner, too. Basically, that's why you would do it, right? Or that's the intent. Or keeping him on a short leash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they've they've already. I mean, anyway, the, <coughs> the Kushner family finances are sufficiently shady, but that's yes. been that's been covered by other you know actual news sources or whatever. People so, can find out about that. So, two quick questions for you guys: Do you think okay. we should keep Huawei five G out of this country, and should we prevent Britain from using it? And um, should should Puerto Rico could they help Puerto Rico? Would that be okay? Because Puerto Rico is still struggling tremendously. But what do you think the role is of a government when you think there might be, uh, you know, a lot of Trojans and stuff in there? Well, um, I have to say um, this does bring up, and I do want to get to Puerto Rico tonight. Um, I definitely <laughs> by want, hook crook. Okay. By hook or crook, we will talk about Puerto Rico. But I do want to mention um, the outrage, the, the newest outrage from the Chinese government. Um, in the sort of free speech realm, which is that a University of Michigan uh, student was arrested in China and is being detained in China for tweets he made, I believe it was tweets uh, or Facebook posts, one or the other, uh, that he made in America while he was here as a student that happened to make fun of um, uh, President Xi. And uh, can have that. And has been arrested in China for that. And, um, uh, you know. Disappeared. Well, he hasn't been disappeared yet because it's a little bit too. Uh, public. Public. But, um, but yeah. And so um, it's, it's hard to trust China to not be terrible when it comes to uh, surveillance state stuff. Because, well. China is terrible about surveillance state Ch- stuff. China is in no not way, that we're not that we're great. <laughs> China is in no way, shape, or form a free society. They're and they're not really a, a, a democracy, except perhaps in some vague way. Well, no, they're not anymore because he's he's yeah. president for life now. Yeah, and, I, I, and Putin's I, trying to do that too. Yeah. Well, I in Russia. So, did you guys? Uh, we didn't talk about this last week, but the uh, election of. Um, the the elections in Taiwan, which I guess were about ten days oh, ago. Oh yeah, now. and the yep. and the she. I thought she was cozying up to China, but she was reelected, right? No, the yeah, like like the Kuomintang, uh, you know, the KMT, the the uh, party of Chiang Kai Shek, uh, uh, ironically have become the party that are most about uh, maintaining good relations with China and sort of keeping up the fiction that they're one country with different systems. And Two whatnot. systems. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, I've forgotten the name of uh, President Tsai's party, but, she, you know, she, she's made it clear, like, you know, we have values and interests here in Taiwan, and it's become very clear 
from how they've treated the, the, the concentration camps they've been putting Uyghurs into and the way they've been cracking down on the people of Hong Kong, that like there's, there's no way we can remain the kind of free and democratic society that we are. You know, and of course, they have their own problems with corruption and shenanigans and, you know, stupid, but she won in a landslide. Yeah, she won by a hefty margin. And it's clear that the people of Taiwan feel similarly, that they're like, well, you know, we don't want to be part of China. Uh, we don't want to have closer relations with China because it's not worth it. Yeah. And I, I just I don't think that's going to end well. Well, I don't know how. Well. I don't know how it's going to end, and you know, and does anything ever end and whatnot? But I, I, I don't know how how it's going to play out, um, especially uh, while we have someone like Donald Trump in the White House, because in theory, anyways, we have signed international treaties which say we will help defend Protect. Taiwan yeah. if China invades, and I think currently. Uh, I think that I think the only thing that's really stopping China from rolling the tanks right into Hong Kong and just crushing outright the de- the democratic protesters there has been a concern that they'll alienate Taiwan and Taiwan might move towards declaring absolute independence and does China want to go to war over this? And I mean in the abstract, yeah, they will go to war over this. But not till they're ready. Not till they're ready. <laughs> And with Donald Trump in the White House trying to work a deal, didn't they just do phase one, I think? of the Right. But I, I think and it's, uh, yes, like, we're just going to roll over. You can tell already. Well, <laughs> well, Trump doesn't care. And he's certainly not interested. You know, he'll be like, what is Taiwan going to do for us? Yeah, he just China's wants to offering sign, us more money, so. He wants to sign something to get reelected. That's what he's right. all about. But I mean, so, you know, yeah. like China can very simply, can, can get Trump to do what they want, even on this, simply by offering him money, you know, like you know, back channel stuff and also like, oh, yeah, here's a trade deal and here's a contract that's going to put a lot of money in the pockets of American companies and create jobs and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm surprised that they've taken on Huawei. And I think that's probably coming from inside the government somewhere, not from Donald Trump himself. Yeah, no, like like to the extent that there is such a thing as the deep state. I think it's it's the workings of the intelligence communities, Uh, you know, like it's clear that the Trump administration doesn't control the whole thing with, you know, complete efficiency. Well, that's and, how the whistleblower complaint got out, right? It well, sneaked my, out the back door because well, they tried to stop it. One, one, of, the, one of the things that's uh, uh, been really embarrassing for this administration has been the revelations that have come out from uh, Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman, especially Mr. Parnas, uh, who, by the way, I was shocked to learn is younger than I am because I looked at his photo and I was like, like I figured that guy was at least a decade older than I am. But yeah, he, I saw somebody not. talking about his actual birth date, and they couldn't quite believe it. Yeah, 1972. How, yeah. Um, but the other thing There's is a lot of hard living there. But but <laughs> the, their their evidence, you know, like the the recent releases of texts and documents and other things that he's provided, came after he was arrested because they were fleeing the country. And, you know, the, the like he got that package shipped back to right. him. I guess. But <laughs> you, you, you know, if uh, if it was all. The shots were truly being called by the White House. And they would have been allowed to escape. They, yeah, they would have been. There wouldn't have been any question Let them about go stopping to the mountains. We don't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I thought we were going to talk about impeachment, but we. What about Puerto Rico? <laughs> well, yeah. All right, we we should talk about Puerto Rico for a few minutes. But the whole question, I, I do. All right, so, <laughs> folks listening at home, <laughs> or on the road, whatever. We uh, Sue and I before the show were talking about how like borders around the world like are becoming increasingly notional. I mean. 
they're already an are there borders yeah a construct like to the point where like to what extent are there borders and i mean yes there are legally borders and they have effects and, and whatever it's but not the smoke from australia's in new zealand the, well, the smoke from australia is in chile yeah and the water and, and china has had to and china has had to uh, uh quarantine whole cities of 35 million people, I think, 35 are, million. Under, are under lockdown, basically. Yep. Yeah. Pre- it was trying to prevent Hunan and then one, and now it's Hunan and 12 yeah. other cities. Prevent the spread as of, of, this of, afternoon. of a novel coronavirus and, and more than that. And so, like, that got me thinking we should maybe talk about, like, the whole concept of what is a nation and borders and nation states and how that, I think, helps us understand the Trump administration and, and think about things like China and the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and whatever. Um so but, we'll come back on Puerto Rico as well. The... Well, no, let's let's we have about five, three to five minutes before we take our break. And uh, I think at least a brief discussion of Puerto Rico and how it's recovering from the earthquake right now. And there's a local charity you mentioned that we should talk yeah. about. So I think we're going to talk about that because it also does connect like the whole question of like, are we going to allow China to help rebuild Puerto Rico? Well, are we going to do it? You know, and is Puerto Rico really part of the U.S.? I mean, yeah, except And we let no? China China do it, but not use Huawei. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so Stacy, I you 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 you've got some stuff queued up. I see. So, so please drop some drop some learning on us. Oh, I was looking at something else. Oh, um, <laughs> but uh, but I can Sorry. definitely I can but I can definitely weigh in on this. Don't have no fear. All right. Um, so the problem with Puerto Rico is that we still think of it as a colony. Yes. And also... That's, that's the long-term problem. The short-term problem is they had a major earthquake that caused a lot of damage. After two major hurricanes. After the damage yes. from the hurricane, so... And wiping um, out their infrastructure that was already right. on. But, so, but what I was going to say right. is... Please, um, please, please, go ahead. <laughs> Side-eye. Um, what I was going to say is that we still treat it like a colony when we remember it exists. And so the problem is, is that uh, they have had two earthquake, I'm sorry, two uh, hurricane hits. Maria was humongous. uh, And they are still dealing with that devastation. They have now had another uh, major set of earthquakes. And um, it has destroyed, again, large swaths of the infrastructure that was just rebuilt. and there was much of the infrastructure of the island that has not been rebuilt. Um, and so, again, people were having trouble with um, losing electricity, blackouts, things like that. And um, the, ans- the, the question really is what to do. And I think that it's such a hard thing to deal with because Americans don't care. They don't care. Some if Americans they, care. Okay. America as a entity of of a huge swath of people. Like the polling is more don't care than there, do. There's like a, what, about almost 330 million Americans, uh, the, the large majority of whom are indifferent or even unaware of Puerto Rico and its situation. Right. Right. <clears throat> Obviously, all the Americans, American citizens in Puerto Rico or from there care a lot. <laughs> and some of the rest of us do, too. By the way, are we going to have the city councilor from Holyoke? I've reached a, a, a former councilor, Jossie Valentine. I reached out to her. I hope she'll say yes to come back on the show and talk about uh, what's going on in Holyoke, talk about uh, 
because she's inter- uh, uh, involved in the Boricua community there. Talk about uh, how that that sort of Puerto Rican diaspora is, is doing and stuff like that. And also, she's uh, she's been uh, uh, she's a major player or, or helping out in the Elizabeth Warren's presidential campaign. Oh, nice. Which which I'd like to talk about, but I mean, you know, <laughs> we may not get to it anyway. So yeah, I. I well, didn't they just find a whole warehouse full of supplies from the first hurricane, out of date now because it was 2017, and somebody got fired. The FEMA head of FEMA yeah, in Puerto they, Rico they got were, fired. They were just sitting there unused. And expired. Nobody knew they were. Well, people knew they were there, but they'd never distributed them. Yeah. And it was like water and baby diapers and formula. I mean, it's just horrifying. I I I, I heard that too, and. I wonder how many billions it would actually take to fix to fix the infrastructure. And couldn't Michael Bloomberg do that instead? Maybe. <laughs> oh, Michael Bloomberg and Tom Steyer, yes, they should they should team up and and, and fix Puerto Rico's and infrastructure. Inve- well, and invest in the people of Puerto Rico yeah. as opposed to you know buying up land there cheap because it's all oh devastated capitalism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there is actually um, aid to Puerto Rico that is actually being held up. Um, because oh, is of that course by there our is fearless leader. Of course, oh, I um, should have worn my T-shirt tonight. <laughs> yes, and so that's happening. I wonder what he's trying to leverage out of them. <laughs> well, um, um, we, we 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 should take a break in a moment here. Oh, let it's, me it's, say it's the our halfway point. But yes, charity. what is the organization here in the here in the valley that's been helping with this? So this is from Mass Live. Mass Live had some pretty good articles today okay. and yesterday. Um, this is West Springfield's Gandara Center. Center is sending, G-A-N-D-A-R-A, is sending aid to uh, Puerto Rico. They also had an interesting article on um, sort of the blossoming of Gateway City and Holyoke, and there's a lot of interesting stuff today in the paper. We won't mention any names, but there's some new um, cafes and things, gaming cafes and things opening, and it's a nice article on it in the um, Mass Live today. So we we read the Gazette, I read the Gazette and um, the Republican Mass Live, um, so we always try and cite them when we steal their news items. So, well, anyway. thank you. Thank you. <coughs> I do just want to say that um, the Trip Administration has released only $1.5 of nearly $10 billion from the aid package and has refused to release the remainder despite all of these humanitarian crises that are going on. And so the administration has planned to divert more than $7 billion in defense funding for construction of a border wall instead of doing things like saving Puerto Rico, Where which is reading, reading that, is that a, the independent. The independent. independent. So it is, a, it is a trusted news source. Oh, and by the way, uh, refusing to uh, uh, properly disperse uh, funds as, as directed by Congress is the root of why President Trump was impeached. And it is a crime. And it is a crime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is also an abuse of power. So a couple of weeks ago, Nancy Pelosi said that the administration's ongoing withholding of funds appropriated by Congress to Puerto Rico is illegal. And she is right. Well, maybe they'll send more articles of impeachment if these don't stick. Anyway, we should take a short break. I need a break. Play a couple of PSAs, <laughs> promos, and station IDs, and we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. Uh, We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Charlie. I fight fires and I save lives. My name's Renee. I'm a cardiologist. I save lives. My name's Anthony. I'm an EMT. I save lives. You don't have to be a professional to save a life. 
Firefighters, doctors, and others save lives. You can too. Don't wait. To learn more about the warning signs and how you can help prevent suicide, visit save.org. In a crisis, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. Has anyone ever asked you, don't you have enough records? Adventure Rocket Ship is new and old. Indie pop, psych pop, post-punk, shoegaze, Lots of chiming, jangly guitars and catchy melodies from both artists you know and obscure 7-inch singles from around the world. Adventure Rocket Ship, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 p.m. on Valley Free Radio. Fresh Sounds with your host, Ron Freshly, Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WXOJLP. Bringing you the music of Bud Powell, Wardell Gray, Art Blakey, Duke Ellington, Abby Lincoln, Tad Dameron, Yusef Latif, Bix Beiderbeck, Cassandra Wilson, Tom Harrell, Jane Ira Bloom, and thousands more. I never get the flu. My kids don't need more shots. I don't have time. We're all healthy. My asthma's under control. I'm pregnant. I've had the flu. It's not a big deal. My kids are too old the for flu. The media is exaggerating. I can fight it naturally. No matter how you build your excuses, the flu can blow your house down. Keep your foundation strong. Vaccinate. Learn more at flu.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Sure, humans can be a little weird at times, but take it from me, I'm a dog. And a person is about the best thing that can happen to a shelter pet. So if you want to learn how you can be that person, get down to your local pet shelter or visit the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. It's important to make sure your family has a plan in case of an emergency. We talked to this family to see if each of them knew where to meet if they were not together when something happened. If a natural disaster happened and we were outside the home, we would all meet at the park. That's our meeting point. I meet with our neighbor's house because she is my mom's good friend. We all have a meeting spot, which is a bus stop. Is your plan any better? To learn more about making an emergency plan for your family, go to www.mass.gov slash MEMA. Brought to you by the Ready Massachusetts U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. You work hard for your wages, so you need to know most workers should receive at least the federal minimum wage and hopefully more. Also, most workers should receive overtime if they work more than 40 hours in seven days. These are the laws for everyone, documented or not. Have questions about your wages? Call the U.S. Department of Labor Wage and Hour Division. It's free and confidential. Call 1-866-487-9243. That's 1-866-4-US-WAGE. We can help. A message from the U.S. Department of Labor. This is Ruthie from Pedal People with a public service announcement. If you frequent downtown Northampton or Florence and you pass by the recycling and trash bins on the street, the public ones, I'm here to let you know that cups are not recyclable. No plastic cups, no paper cups, no styrofoam cups, no clear cups, red cups, blue cups, yellow cups, no insulated cups. Because if you put cups in the recycling bin, it means either I pick them out or someone at the sorting facility picks them out in Springfield, or it contaminates the whole load too much that the whole load is considered trash. Or if you can just bring your own cup all together and not have disposable cups, that'd be even better. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your cooperation. The Oblivion Express, old-school, free-form, eclectic radio programming, every Thursday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. on Valley Free Radio. Since 1981, the Oblivion Express has been traveling the musical spaceways in the valley, an eclectic mix of music from the 1940s to today and featuring just about every genre, rock, jazz, blues, world, folk, 
reggae, and so much more. Join me, DJ Funkadelic Fern, every Thursday morning on the Oblivion Express. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. That's still Stacy. That's still Sue. We're still talking about stuff. And <laughs> this well, is a hard week. This is a hard it, week. It, it, it is a hard week. It's it's hard to not talk about impeachment, even though honestly, I don't have anything to say that we have I haven't said before. And it's like knowing about a football game that you know how it ends. You don't even want to watch it. You right. know? It's it really it it it's so demoralizing. But yeah. I do feel like there it's is... It's like pro wrestling without even like the fun sort of camp drama of it, you know? I do have to be sort of the wet blanket here and feel like... Sure. Um, and not that I've watched any really at the moment because, you know, I, I work during the day. Um, but I do think that there is something to be said for at least paying some attention to the, you know, I destruction. I a lot of it, by the way. To the destruction of our democracy, like I think it's important to be wi- bear witness to that, um, and so uh, yeah, I think that we have to balance our you know self care uh, with paying attention to Watching this. Watching the train wreck, but I don't. I think that we have to at least acknowledge it's happening absolutely um, occasionally, and I and I think we have. <clears throat> oh no, it's I'm just, not. I'm not yeah. saying anything about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I. I it's hard in a way uh, like, yes, of course we should talk about this on the show, except at the same time, like I said, I think we've kind of already covered it because this is a, a good presentation of the information that was already out there that yes. had already been brought up by previous house hearings and, and, uh, you know, press reports and whatnot. So it is a much better narrative. They're doing a really good yeah, yeah, job yeah. of because instead of like discovery and right. which was in the indictment, this is really the trial. And, Absolutely. And they've picked much better people to present. I think in some ways. Oh yeah, and, no, no. And it is quite watchable, especially where the people are excerpting it on the news, so yeah. you can get a pretty good idea what happened. Absolutely. But, I, I, but I am watching a lot of it, which is why I'm exhausted and have to go home and go to bed. Well, and I, I do <laughs> encourage our listeners if they haven't been keeping up with this story very much to uh, uh, make the time to uh, view at least uh, some you know highlights like or the summary the, like, the closings tonight right will uh, be terrific of, of the house uh, house uh, impeachment managers presentations because it does it, it's it is the horse's mouth like that is these are the people who are you know making this representation this is the evidence they have this is the reasons. Uh, you know the facts they're basing their their arguments on the reasons why they 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 are drawing this conclusion. So don't listen to me. You don't have to listen to the people who are actually, you know, uh, making the case for impeachment directly. And I mean, honestly, so. you can even get a good enough uh, sort of gist of what's going on and get some good experts excerpts even from listening to the the outtakes or the clips from the late show uh comics you know if you really want to get it with this with a side of comedy you know even they're doing a a good job or stephen colbert seth myers yeah Yeah. any of them yeah seth myers does a really good opening any of those um but i think that we did want to pivot away from this and talk about uh well, you know, colonialism and borders and all sorts of other okay, fun things. Okay, now I things. really have to go home. <laughs> well, I, 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 
that's sort of, I think, what's been been bubbling up. And all of these issues we've talked about, I think, they, you know, uh, China and how it how it connects with Hong Kong and Taiwan and how we're restricting travel by their people and arresting someone for for spouting off in social media here in the U.S. and uh, and what's happening with Puerto Rico, um, because I th- I think uh, one of the uh, important basic questions and hey we we like to do more than just talk about the the, the current news here on simple politics is um, the United States is a nation state and we have this system of government we've set up that you know democratically elected representatives checks and balances yada 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 um, well you do air quotes Stacy but I mean but seriously that is the idea of the system. The idea of the system, how, absolutely. Right. And however well it works is because of, you know, humans are involved at every stage of the operation. And, oh, humans, don't get me started on those guys. They make so many mistakes, <laughs> you know? But um, the fundamental logic of the modern nation state you know, as defined by European imperialism, by European conquests of the rest of the world, because the nation state sort of evolved in Europe in the 18th and 19th century, and then because uh, of the that at that moment coincided with a uh, a, a huge uh, imbalance in uh, weapons and medical technology that allowed Europe to. Uh, extend its influence over guns, germs, and steel. That kind of thing, yeah. Um, So, like, most of the rest of the world started playing by the same rules. So, Uh, how does China figure in? Because they preceded a lot of this. They certainly did. And, And it's not that China didn't have an organized state. But, I mean, they, what it means to be a nation state is to some extent now shaped by this you know, well, this is how the European. Oh, in power your feels. mind, not in the China's person's mind, but you're saying this is uh, well, a Europe, can, Eurocentric I can, view. I can't speak for for ordinary people in China because there's a billion of them, and I don't know yeah. very very many of them at all. But in terms of how the Chinese government, the concept, got it. Okay. Well, and thank then, you. Well, what is the you know like what is China, like, and and how many dialect? Oh, yeah, right. It's and, quite well, diverse. And, and what is a nation state? And if you look back, uh, as I said, it sort of starts in Europe, but it's not like it's only European. It includes I'm, I'm not all sure. the people you dominate? Is that the... Well, that's the French model, actually. But uh, in a very real sense, like, what is the organizing principle? Like, what makes France, France? What makes Germany, Germany, and Italy, Italy? Well, they're all Germans and French and Italian. Well, what makes them Germans and French and Italian? Single languages? Uh, well, Switzerland, like no. Unified language and culture. Like, we have a sense of identity. We are the Deutsch. Nous sommes les Français, les Français, you know, and so forth. But, of course, that also breaks down. Of course it does. It's not like there aren't... Bavarians and people from Alsace yeah. are very different. Sure, and, and they speak lots of German in, in Switzerland, but they aren't... And have you ever been to Alaska? They consider themselves very different from us uh, flatlanders. Sure, and 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 Texas is not New England. <laughs> it <laughs> you know. is definitely not. And right. a good Vermonter, you know, cannot quite figure out those folks from Florida sometimes. Well, they, unless they're relatives that moved to Florida. Some of those cold. Vermonters even wonder wonder about us crazy Southerners here in Massachusetts. So oh, I mean, yeah. and and I don't blame them. Just to be clear. Complete aside, <laughs> uh, we were talking about things that Steyer and Bloomberg could do 
better with, with their, their money, the which of course there's, you know, a whole list of them. But one of them that I think that a lot of people are saying and would be super awesome if they would actually, you know, acknowledge Shoot. and do is that the uh, Florida just passed a law that says that um, former convicts can now have... They amended their... the state constitution in 2018. Yep. Except mm-hmm. for the fact that the governor then immediately decided that they could only do that if they paid uh, poll a, tax. <laughs> a series of... Well, they, they, they were eligible to vote once they had completed their sentence. But the sentence, uh, uh, the enabling legislation passed by the Republican-dominated legislature and signed into law by the Republican governor says, okay, yes, but completing your sentence includes paying off all of your fines and court costs. Right. And so... As by yeah. definition. Yeah. Right. Which is, of course... Which isn't... I mean, which... Here's the, the insidious thing about it. It's technically sure, you know. I mean, it, you can't look at that and say, like, well, I mean, you were you were hit fined, you know, $10,000 for your criminal shenanigans, Stacy. So until you pay that off, you haven't actually completed your sentence. Yeah. But that's, that's I don't think that's what the voters, a lot of the people who voted for this uh, to amend the Constitution of Florida actually wanted. Right. And so they could pay off all that money, and then all of those people would be able to vote. Of right. course, I would oh, just like to— Oh, and good luck straining out the thing that shows that you paid it, even though you have paid it, but they haven't recorded it, or it's in a different system, or— Well, of course, know, I have a great solution for that, is that unless you, <laughs> unless you commit treason, you should have the right to vote. To, like, change it so that even people who are currently in jail yes. aren't— yeah, I disagree, but I'd go for after they get out and finish their. I their I I, dis- I agree with Stacy and disagree with you for the very simple reason that uh, either we don't have very many people at all in prison because I mean we're a free society and there aren't all that many reasons to put people in prison, and so they're only going to make a be a tiny tiny sliver of the electorate. So why not just let them keep voting? I mean, you know, they're already restricted in their movements and liberty. Why, why, why shouldn't they be able to vote? But the other thing is, uh, as more and more people are shoved into our prisons, they become more and more demographically significant. And the idea of like, well, we've imprisoned people, and oh, they tend to be people of color, they tend to be poor, they tend to be whatever. Like, oh, gee, so in other words, the most vulnerable people in society are the ones who are being arbitrarily disenfranchised and put in prisons in various communities. And of course, those people live there. So that counts for the census, but not for their actual... Is that where they should vote is where the prison is? Is that your your thought process? Well, that's where they're living. Because a lot of times they stick prisons in disadvantaged areas too. So then all of a sudden you have all these folks voting in your local town elections that, you know don't really care about the town they might if uh you know an effort is made to connect with people not everybody's yes i i like it that university students can vote in the town but i i don't know about prisons i i just i i'd wait till they were done i think if all right i i think think if you treat human beings like they're worthwhile people they will respond in kind most of the time. Overwhelmingly, I think that's what happens. Not everybody, sure, but I think most people will. I think, and I think if we people if, are basically good, too, until they're not. Right. <laughs> and then when they're not, then law and order. <laughs> but that's the sure. thing, is that there is no good reason to strip someone of their voting rights. Law and order. Absolutely not. Why? There is no... There's nothing in the Constitution that says you have the right to vote only if... 
X, Y, and Z. And yes, I know that that's not technically true, but let's, let's, we're going to, we're going <laughs> to, yeah, we're going to go rid on of to the, the fact next. that, that, you know, the, the framers were all, you know, white men who owned property. So whatever. And many of them considered humans part of that property. Exactly. Yeah. So, but other than the whole, like, you know, things from colonial times, there's nothing in the constitution that says if you commit a crime, you should lose your right to vote. And again, as Mike was saying, is that saying, cruel and unusual? I think it is because, again, we imprison more people in this country than pretty much anyone else. And so we have disenfranchised by fiat a huge part of the population of this country. Yeah. And the only reason that has been done is because of the they way could. that our system is structured, which means. It is all about white supremacy. And the majority of those people, they have no interest in letting them vote because they are not part of the white oligarchy. And so it is extremely distressing to me that we have this huge population of people who have been effectively cut out of decision-making when it comes to government. I haven't seen the the, like... Uh, recent information about this, but I do know, uh, certainly before China started mass detaining everybody who was a Uyghur right. from Western China, uh, that we had the largest population of people in prison in the world, both per capita and in absolute Total numbers. numbers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that, that may well have changed, but... It's uh, like one of our big industries. Right. But it's certainly a problem. And, and in part because it's a... You know, the, the was it the 13th Amendment or the 14th that banned slavery? 14th. 14th. Thank you. But it still says, okay, unless they're in prison, you know, you can't enslave people. people Which is prison. another huge issue. Um, and we need to have another constitutional amendment to get rid of that. Darn tootin'. Because we do still have slaves in this country and they are in prisons. Well, they offer them whether they can work or not, but they, then they pay them under the minimum wage, right? That's that's part of it. They yeah. pay them pennies, yeah. literal pennies. Yeah. So, and they don't have to pay them at all, I don't think. I don't they, think they so. They do, yeah. so, yeah. Anyway, we are approaching the end of oh, our, our, our show here. Yeah. All the borders and the well, nation states. I, I, and... I mean, so... <clears throat> So um, what does it mean to be American? Is that what we're leading? Right. That's our... that. <laughs> thank you. Yes, that's what I'm leading up to. Because, like you know, like America, we were founded, you know, by I mean, like America as uh, the United States was established by people who were culturally British, and had this view of what uh, how a country or a nation is organized, uh, you know, according to that model. Well, in Maine, it's a little more French than that, I think. Well, sure, of course, but. Uh, for one thing, Maine wasn't one of the original colonies. Yeah. It was part of Massachusetts. Um, but in any event, the, the idea of like, okay, so... Was it Hudson Bay Trading Company? I forget. Doesn't matter. Um, it was Massachusetts. Um, so the, uh, the, the logic of like, well, what makes somebody English? What makes somebody, you know, Scottish? Whatever. Like this sense of, uh, you know, shared culture, shared language, shared identity. Um, America... We have, we're operating in sort of the same way, but like, what is it that makes you qualified to be an American? How do you qualify to be an American? I it doesn't say, take much. Basically, it's like, are you a human being? Do you live here? 
You can be an American. Done. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Not according to the vast amount of Americans. Most Americans feel that being an American is like porn. They know it when they see it, but that doesn't mean that you are. And, and, and my point is, if you go to what are actual founding documents, you know, the established, you know, the, the, you know, we hold these truths to be self-evident, you know, like that's, that is our national thesis statement. You know, all the bad things you want to say about Thomas Jefferson are probably true. Uh, but we've got some great founding documents. And that national thesis yeah. statement is we Team hold Ben Franklin. Well, this, you know, these, hold these truths to be self-evident that all men, but all human beings are created equal. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Like, everybody gets these rights. Everybody matters. And that is radically different from the idea of, like, well, you know, sure. self-governed, yes. And, yeah, yeah, sort of not a nation state so much as a a group of people agreeing to, to get along. Right. So, so there's, there's, we've the, got a lot to talk about before right. the next show. Right. How does the, there's, so there's a, there's a difference between like, how are we going to organize our, you know, ourselves as a legal organization, you know, with laws and whatever, versus like, what does it take to actually be one of us? Yeah. And hey, so you have to follow the Constitution in my book. Well, of course, one of yeah. the things that is notorious about Americans is that most Americans can't pass the citizenry test. Um, and so if you give a, a average American the By test what? that <laughs> citizens have to take, they'll fail it miserably. You mean people who are applying to be citizens rather than people who are yes. citizens simply because they were born in American territory. Exactly. Right. Um, and so, yeah. it's it's That's a big question is who – because then – because there's also answers. citizens test? There's yeah. also questions about things like who deserves to be. So and that's a big one. This friend of mine is blue-eyed and blonde-haired and comes from Britain. And you know what question she got when she had to pass the citizenship test? And she's sitting with all these other people of all different colors. And her question was, what color is the White House? And she couldn't believe it. And she had studied everything in the book, you know. And and the other people I, in the I, room I, got terrible questions. Well, I, th- I think the idea is there's supposed to be a certain number of gimmies, but yeah, okay. <laughs> she got all the gimmies because she was, you know, English speaking, uh, and yeah, she couldn't believe it after all that. So. Oh, and on that note, <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to talk. About, and Americas, you mean just North America, but not Canada. You don't mean Central America, and I'm talking know, about the USA. United, well, the United States of America, and we call ourselves Americans. You know, I mean. You could call us the United States, but technically speaking, this is the United States of America. If you go to, to our southern border and cross it, you're in the United States of Mexico. You just call it Mexico, but, you know. Anyway, so, like, there's a whole lot to talk about there, and <laughs> I should shut up because now it's time for us to be done. Um, yeah. Maybe we can pick this up or do some supplementals. We'll I don't see know. See what happens next week. Well, and I hope I hope I hope uh, uh, my efforts reach out to Jossie Valentine will be work work and we can hear from her on soon. All right, so uh, we're gonna wrap it up here. Thank you for listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, we will have a podcast or uh, recording of the show available on the streaming services uh, this weekend. Uh, there'll be a rebroadcast of our show next Monday at four p.m. And, of course, you can listen to us on civilpoliticsradio.com anytime you like. So uh, that'll do it for now. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.